Hey all, just a quick note before we start this episode. This episode was recorded back in April, so apologies for any references that are dated. So, on to the show. Hey and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Sam and Beyond. Today I'm joined by Connor. Hey guys. And Mike. Hello. And for the first time in, I think, years, we have a guest on the show, my very good friend, Ranga. Nice to be with you all. I think that's the first time since like 2017. <laughs> it's been yeah, a it's long time. Yeah, it's the first time. time since we've gone remote. Yeah, we've no, had. So, well, so here's the thing. So I did yeah. that one Last of Us episode with my two other friends, but you guys never played that game, so you weren't on that episode. Yeah, and we, that was like in 2020. I didn't, Wait, I there was a happened. secret episode? Yeah, I didn't know about this. I definitely told Hold you. On. Yeah, so uh, I don't think you invited us to it. <laughs> no, I told you guys. Okay, but anyways, but uh, I think the reason we have Rango with us here today, he is an avid, let's just say, Sonic enjoyer, an apologist, even uh, much like yourself, Connor. And I am don't, not a Sonic. And don't apologist. deny it. Yes, you are. I I don't defend any of the bad games, but I think you know. So I, it is. Um, funny, I did go back through our episodes because I could have sworn we did a topic on Sonic like back in the day. And I think like back in the first year of the show, we talked we, about Sonic. Forces. We talked about Sonic a yeah. little bit. Sonic Forces but, and Sonic Mania were 2017. Yeah. But uh, it is now 2022, right? And I think it is apt to discuss Sonic again because Sonic, I think, has gone through a lengthy dark period, but it seems like Sonic is back and better than ever. A renaissance, if you now. will. Yeah, a Sonic Renaissance, and that and that that's perfectly encapsulated by just looking at. Well, okay, let's. I think the argument is that Sonic is strong everywhere but his games currently. Okay, I was gonna say because Sonic Forces was still the most recent mainline Sonic game that wasn't a remake. Yeah, I don't know, and man. That like, game was I'm terrible. just looking at. Uh, let's say the Sonic movie, right? So let's where yeah. Sonic Two just came out. It's doing unbelievable numbers at the box office, right? It's the going to kick off the Sonic cinematic universe god help us all but i don't think sonic was ever doing poorly financially though yeah that's the thing I, people just sort of buy sonic games doesn't really matter if they're good it's a call of duty so, yeah. you, you see it, sonic it, it, i buy it, sonic right so the sonic does have that unshakable like core fan base that will support it no matter what happens like even it went through like the sonic forces and the sonic unleashed of the world and the sonic 06s um but yeah i think I don't know. I just kind of wanted to talk about Sonic, the current state of Sonic, and maybe a little bit about the Renaissance. And I've I've told the show, uh, the story on the show, multiple times about how Ranga got me into Sonic when I was young <laughs> uh, by uh, <clears throat> orally describing the plot of Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure Two battle to me on a soccer field while we were at soccer practice. God, why do you make that sound so weird? That's a really it was pretty one. weird. It was weird. <laughs> That's, it was weird. It was really Son weird. Sonic Adventure 2 is one of the best stories ever told. It's pretty excellent. Okay, yeah. yeah. See, that's... Yeah, sure. But... So, okay. <laughs> hey, okay, so let's... It. Actually, you know what? Let's get into that a little bit. So, I think the reason Sonic Adventure appealed to me so much is that to my young mind, it was basically just like a shonen anime. See, Sonic Adventure doesn't appeal to me. Like, I played it as a kid because it was like... It felt like off-brand Sonic Adventure 2. Like, it was nowhere near as good 
but I, I was like fiending for more. Okay, so, so let me just be clear. When I said Sonic Adventure, I was encapsulating the two okay. games. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little, sh- yeah, it's a little shown in anime. Yeah, Sonic is extremely anime. Yeah, um, I mean, it's got the Chaos Emeralds. Those are the Dragon Balls. It's got, it's got Super Saiyan. Yeah, Super Sonic's Saiyan, Goku, yeah. Tails is Krillin, Knuckles is Piccolo. The parallel, I mean, the parallels are all there. Um, Sonic is Goku. Oh, because he goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, he goes yeah. Super yeah. Saiyan. Then what is Shadow? Vegeta. Shadow is Vegeta. I I, I am interested. So when Wouldn't did the Knuckles first see Vegeta? Nah, he's Piccolo. He's he he was yeah. a bad guy. Now he's a good guy. Piccolo. Yeah. And, and then what they is did Eggman? And what is Eggman in this situation? Eggman, the analogy only Dr. goes so Jero, far. I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you can only take it so far. We okay, yeah, like the, the analogy the can only go so far. Boo. But I, my question is, when did Super Sonic first appear? Sonic two. Sonic what year? Two. Sonic two. What year was that? Ninety two, uh, ninety three. Okay, so that was after Dragon Ball mm-hmm. for sure. Then yeah. Okay, yes. I was I was just wanted to make sure. Maybe yeah. it was the other way Yuji around. Naka has said isn't. that uh, Dragon Ball Z directly inspired the supersonic transformation. So that that is a okay. very much. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. That makes sense. Like it yeah, I mean everything about to. Sonic. Sonic was made. They just copied the best. Like you know, it was a Mario competitor. It was inspired by. Uh, you know, the entire 1990s, yeah. Yeah. But it I think weirdly enough, year. Sonic is, maybe this is controversial, but Sonic is like more marketable than Mario outside of video games. For sure. Because like, it's got like the colorful characters, yeah. they're all well, animals. Sonic is a character. Mario is just the guy you play as mm-hmm. in Mario games. Like there's nothing to Mario. Yeah, Mario's a Gary Stew. Sonic is is objectively a lot cooler design-wise, I think. Sonic is morally complex. Okay, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, Shadow maybe. But, Shadow's, no, but, but Shadow's Sonic, not morally like, complex. What do you mean? Sonic talks. Like, in the yeah, games. Yeah, that's a big point Sonic, in his favor. He yeah. has something to say. Like, And he also, like, is a role model to kids in in some way. Like, Mario doesn't have any of that. Mario is just a guy who jumps. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like, Mario doesn't really have a character like one way or yeah. the other. You yeah. just plug your controller into him and make him do what he, what he wants. What yeah, you Mario want, you know? does what you do. Sonic <laughs> has cutscenes in which like he talks, yeah. he interacts with other characters. And you know what? That's even true before the adventure games. You know, um, like if you're sitting there as Sonic in Sonic 1, like the 1991 original Sonic the Hedgehog release and you don't move the controller, Sonic will stare at you, tap his foot and be like, what's going on? Right? Like Sonic- Yeah, the idle animations- I mean, he'll also, I think, jump off the map if he, if you let it sit. Yeah, he will. Map. Yeah, if you sit too long, he uh, <laughs> he jumps. Yeah. He just leaves. Jumps. Yeah, the idle animations can go a long way in instilling character, mm-hmm. especially I mean, Sonic, back in the day. Sonic Three voice had cutscenes yes. more or less. Like, like it opened with a cutscene, and Sonic Three has more character in its opening cutscene. I would argue than Mario has in any game, like to modern day, like because Mario is just kind of there and things happen around him, like. Sonic has agency and, like, interacts with Knuckles in Sonic 3. Yes. Have any of you seen um, the Game Apologist YouTube channel? Yeah, I watch all those. Oh, I love watching. Yes. Uh, that's why I said Sonic Apologist. I don't agree with most of what he says, but I do think yeah. it's really interesting to watch them. It's, it's a neat analysis. I also don't agree with everything he says, but... Yeah. So what, what what does he say, just out of curiosity? So he basically he, goes into, like, the narrative complexity of a lot of the classic Sonic games and also tries to find the good in some of the bad ones and... It, it, it yeah, the idea is that he sees the good and bad games. He's an apologist. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Okay. 
And and I think he wears that on his sleeve and all. Like he's not arguing that they're good games for the most part. But he he does something very similar to what King K does uh, at varying levels of success. I think they know each other actually. Probably at this point, if they didn't before. But yeah, he yeah. he basically looks for the redeeming qualities in something like Sonic and the Black Knight, which you know makes me cringe just saying the the name of it. Yeah. Um, but but then he does he has branched out a little bit. So like with the classic Sonic games, he does say that he is more a fan of classic Sonic than modern Sonic, as many people are. Um, and he he has like the unapologetic series for those. Uh, where he just basically says, I don't have anything to apologize for. This is just a good game that I like and I want to talk about it. Um, and, that, and then he gets into sort of the narrative complexity. And I think sometimes a little overboard with like the, uh, the unspeakable brilliance of hypersonic and other such preposterous topics. Oh, this guy. Oh, this guy. Oh, yeah. It's even, yeah, he has one that is like the brilliance of super knuckles or something and i was like they don't i mean he's got to be like he's got to be like memeing though right he's not taking Mm, no he's absolutely taking it seriously it's pretty serious (laughs) i do not doubt for a moment that this dude believes every word he says now he's definitely putting hyperbole in the titles because that's how you get an audience but like every word he says i think he genuinely believes in the i agree and like he makes a good case for it he's just wrong like, yeah, strong. <laughs> no, Knuckles is super because they, Sonic was also super, and they needed to make the other characters yeah. super be, so that they the needed fans a reward like for it. getting the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of want to explore that that extreme marketability of Sonic a little bit because, like, even as a kid, I remember like Sonic was my favorite stuff ever, Dude, right? And I Sonic's- I had never even played the originals to begin with, right? I started with the adventure games. I yeah, started with the 3D stuff. Or no, I started with Sonic Advance. I also started with Sonic Advance. Wait, wait, wait. No, but that's I, that's not I true. I started is it? at the orthodontist office. <laughs> because the ortho, my orthodontist growing up as a child had a Sega Genesis. And there, so there was a copy of Sonic 2 in there. And that was the only place that I knew where I could play Sonic 2. So, I mean, I don't think I ever messed with my braces to go back. <clears throat> but it's possible. Um, and then from there, I got Sonic Advance and Sonic Adventure and middle, 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 and here we are, and I've got some sort of hedgehog rabies. Yeah, I, I started with Sonic or Sonic Advance, and well, I had played Sonic Adventure 2 before that, and I got at a friend's house, and I got Sonic Advance because of that, because I didn't have a GameCube yet. Mm. I, I do agree about the mass market appeal, though. I Sonic has really good music with lyrics in it, and that... Like, the butt rock, like, we make fun of it now, but at the time, that was extremely marketable. And it's, and, and, and it doesn't, it goes before the adventure games, too, you know? Like, back in Sonic 3, um, Michael Jackson, Michael did, the Jackson did the music 3. for Sonic 3, which is a contested yeah, yeah. fact that uh, isn't public, but it's pretty much, pretty much, a, like, implied at this point, right? Because that's, yeah. that's the reason there's no ports of Sonic 3, is because the Jackson estate is, like, suing Sega or whatever. That's wild, man. Because he's not credited he, because of the allegations. Mm-hmm. He's not credited. Well, I, I think he did. It was before the allegations, wasn't it? I think it was like a he didn't actually he, he didn't. I th- I heard it was something like he didn't like he wasn't happy with his work and he didn't want to be credited. And he was like ghostwriting the music it, or something. Maybe that's I think it, it was yeah. the ex- allegations. Oh, it could, it could have been. It could have been. Yeah, I'm reading up. It looks like it was allegedly the allegations. Ah. Either way, what my point was, um, it doesn't matter. Uh, by Crush 40, specifically the version in Sonic Adventure 2. I don't care for the one in Sonic Adventure 1. It's still probably top 10 songs of all time for me. Of all time. Wow. Yeah, I love wow. that song. <laughs> it's pretty it good. Really, it's so sappy, but I, it really puts me in a good mood every time I listen to it. What? 
And I don't even think it plays in the game. It, like, you have to go into sound test. It, no, it does play in the game. It's the credits theme for, for Sonic's, uh, for the hero story, the, I think. And then okay. sometimes it plays, like, you get a snippet of it when Sonic's on screen doing something cool. Um, okay, because yeah. I know it's mostly live and learn. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Which is also yeah, that, an absolute that, banger. That, that one is a banger, and that is one that I have not forgotten. Open your heart's pretty good, too. And the City Escape yeah. theme has been, like, taken over by the internet and, like, gone to some weird places Dude, the cover the cover of that in sonic generations slaps oh yeah like yeah. the original also slaps but it was one of the it's the best song in that game like by a by a wide margin yeah so sonic yeah the music is huge right and then compare it to mario music right think about super mario world super mario world excuse me um widely known as one of the you know that was was that super nes Super Mario World? I think it I think it won best 2D Mario yeah, game when we did best. our bracket. Okay, there you go. Yeah, one of the best Mario games of all time. Right? It didn't deserve it. It should have been Super Mario Bros. 3, but we don't have to have that conversation <laughs> right now. But it has what? Three songs? No. It's got more than three songs. I don't know. I think there's like the underwater song, and then there's like the up in the mountain no. song, and there's a plane song. Um, it's got the it's got the Forest of Illusion song. It's got uh I think the bridge levels had a song. It also has the menu music, the credits music. Okay, it's got less songs than I have fingers, probably. For 96 <laughs> What I will stages. say, okay, so for, <laughs> for what I will say for Mario as a whole, I do really like Mario's music, but it's definitely not as, I guess, overt as Sonic's music, right? Sonic's music is punchy and like catchy and stuff like that whereas i think later mario music is like definitely more like it's like more of a symphonic kind of affair and stuff like that super mario world has 25 songs okay um and then some of them are short right and what like yeah is is that including like the the like we reached the goal song the like you know what i'm talking about okay um it's not that it uh it does have like the switch levels the bonus levels oh okay uh all the I think all the map areas have their own song though. Okay, um, but that's yeah. but uh, like there's a lot of reuse. I think is is what I'm getting at here. There about. is there is a lot of reuse, but mm-hmm. it's also a much longer game than any of the Sonic games. So that's also fair. That's also fair. Um, yeah, yeah. That's it's not meant to be replayed, and Sonic is very clearly meant to be replayed. That's true. But if if we're com- if we're comparing the music of that era to, from Mario to Sonic, I think. To me, oh, at Sonic least, wins. Sonic, yeah, the, that music. But it's is, not just Sonic wins. The the Genesis wins. The mm-hmm. Genesis had a better sound chip mm-hmm. for right. the most part than the Super NES did. But yeah, as far as far as the games go, I think it's so fascinating that so Sonic has gone in this weird direction for so many years. Like obviously, still had its core fans and stuff, but then it takes a fan made essentially Sonic game uh, to to show that. People understand what Sonic is and why it's it's brilliant. See, I and I I partially agree with that. Sonic Mania was really good, but Sonic Generations was also really really good, and it came before Sonic Mania. Like people sleep so, on that one. So here's the thing, though. Like Sonic Generations might have been good, but any illusion that Sega had figured it out, quote unquote, was shattered when they released Sonic Forces. Right. Well, Sonic like, Mania came out between. Sonic Generations and Sonic Forces. Right, but Sonic Mania was made by Christian Whitehead. Yeah. I'm just right. saying, like, the game directly previous to Sonic Mania was a good game. Right, but what I'm saying is that Sega tried to follow that up with another game and yeah, made and Sonic really Forces. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if they 
quite understand oh, to the level that wrong. someone like Christian Whitehead does. I think like Sonic what? Lost World came out after Sonic Generations, and it was bad. Oh, yeah. Zavok and all that. Yeah, I th- yeah everybody forgets that one. I think... Myself included. I think the, 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 the main problem with Sonic Team is I think they're just not very good at making original content. You know, like, occasionally they'll make a cool level um, or maybe just, like, a cool area, and then that'll... You'll see it in Sonic Generations, right? Or in a collection. So, like, Crisis City from Sonic 06, like, that's in there because that's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, the gameplay was not great um i don't know it feels like a lot of the time they just sort of blow their load at the beginning of the game no like, that, it seems like the, absolutely the first true. few cutscenes have yeah, really high purpose. budget and like the level design is really good in the first few levels and then it sort of just falls off a cliff that is true i, I think it's more than that like like sonic forces had a problem I, I believe it was the game apologist where i learned this uh but it, it was a lot of that team's first game ever sonic forces like mm-hmm. they'd never designed levels for a sonic game before Nobody from Sonic Generations was on that team. So, like... So, were they working on something else, or, like... I have no idea. Were they fired? There or? may just be a high turnover, I, uh, like, turnover at uh, Sonic Team. Yeah. You know? So, th- there's a serious problem with retention on the teams. I, I assume that it's some Japanese business thing that I will never understand, but... Yeah, I guess. I mean, but, like, you look at Nintendo's offices and, like... Yeah, we don't know the inner mechanisms of like the core devs and stuff, but like Nintendo's oh, it's, it's had everywhere. Yeah, Sega, Sega, it's unique to Sega. Like Capcom okay. doesn't have this problem. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but... I don't know. It's uh, I don't know. Like I feel like management should learn a thing or two after like several failed games in a row. But what's wild is like they don't seem to value the Sonic property very highly, game wise at least. Like. And I'm that might la- be honestly that might be true to an extent because like for all we know the merchandise could be the real money maker here for Sonic. Oh, it probably is, but I mean that's how it is for Pokemon. But right, it, it's weird to me because like Sonic is like their biggest property, and they have no problem with Sonic fan games, which I'm grateful for because you know Sonic fan games are cool. It gets a lot of people into game development, but it's weird. It's very weird that they're just fine with people using their character. I think it, a large part of it is just them, I don't know, like, I feel like they've embraced this other identity in, like, Sonic's dark times, right? Like, they've embraced the fact that Sonic has become this thing that is not originally what they created, right? Like, the fans have turned Sonic into something that he was not at first, yeah. and Sega's just sort of running with it. There's an underbelly. Because, yeah, because, like, Sega knows that, like, that's a huge part of why Sonic is popular now. And that's right, true like all the, in like all the weird forms. fan stuff. Yeah, that's true in all forms of Sonic media, right? Um, look at Sonic the Hedgehog's Twitter, and you'll see it very clear. There's all this. There's so much interaction with fans. It's very personal. All the Sonic social media is like that. Um, the original atrocious design for Sonic the Hedgehog in the first movie, when they which they oh, yeah. completely changed because the fans hated it, right? I think I don't think very many other. IPs would have done that, you know, completely, almost basically scrapped their movie because, like, anytime the main character was on screen, they had to completely redo all that animation. Yeah, it almost, I don't know, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but, like, do we know for sure if they actually, like, oh, it, it almost feels like a stunt to I me. still like, think it might. There's, like, a 1% chance it was a marketing ploy. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a decent possibility. Because hmm. how... 
then again, Hollywood is the most out of touch place in the world. Yeah. So that's the only reason I think that it might not have been a stunt is that that Hollywood is like an absolute echo chamber full of morons. And it's pretty <laughs> easy to explain mistakes on Sega's part by Sega's incompetence and also just, you know, translating over to Hollywood's incompetence. Yeah. I yeah. uh I will say I I have had it up to here with the Sonic Twitter tweeting about Chow every couple weeks when they're never going to be in the games again in any meaningful way. Yeah. It, it hurts my heart in a way that I really just don't know if I can handle anymore. Well, they know so, how to so elicit that's a like reaction. Thing. I, like, that seems almost like a no-brainer to me at this point. Like, yeah. how is there not a dedicated, like, there should, if they wanted to, they could release, like, a Chow Garden live service game, and I'm sure everyone would be okay with it and mm-hmm. give them if lots of money. If I had a tiny Chow Garden on my phone, I would be on it all Constantly. day. Constantly. Right? I feel like it's a no-brainer. And I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to make. They've already got the design systems in place. Like, they've already made it once before. I I mean, they would need to add something. They could not just put the same transformation. Hear me out. Right, but I'm saying they have a baseline, like a strong baseline. They have a very strong baseline, yeah. Hear me out. Shao NFTs. It's the future. (laughs) You hurt me. The future of Chow Garden is... Dude, don't put that into the world, because companies like Sega might actually try. Yeah, yeah, that might be a cut. (laughs) Um, I would cry. So, I think I have a theory. Uh, I I would lose it. You think they're going to be in Frontiers? Because I've said that about every game since Shadow the Hedgehog. So, I think they're waiting for... I think they're just waiting for the Chow desires to stew and fester for a while, right? By tweeting. Hey, dude, it's been like 20, over a it's decade. Been 20 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's okay. There, I mean, there. we never said they were good at timing or anything, really. Um, think about... Okay, so Pokemon Legends Arceus, right? Pokemon MMO, open world situation. People have been asking for that for decades, right? Um, they could have released that 10 years ago, and it would have also been a hit. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't have had all the functionality. Like, it would have been a pre-Breath of the Wild game. But I think they may just be waiting for it to reach a critical mass where people are clamoring. Like, maybe when the Sonic Cinematic Universe reaches uh, reaches a higher point, once that Knuckles spinoff uh, gets released. Once we start seeing... Chow in the Sonic movies. Was there a Chow in the first one? No. No. Okay. Maybe there's. Was there in the second? I haven't seen it yet. I don't think anyone here has seen the second one, right? Okay. Okay. I doubt that it's in the second because because of something that I know happens at the end. So, but I can see it being in the third. I know what happens post credits on the second movie. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that on the show, though. Okay. Because I don't want to spoil a movie I've not even seen yet for other people. Yeah, I'm in media blackout for that. Like I am with Hallmark. Okay, but here's the thing. If you're a Sonic fan, you probably have a pretty good guess at what the post credit scene is. That's all I'll say. Yeah. But, yeah, I I just, I don't think that they're holding out Chow. I do wish, like, I wish they'd bring on some fans to do a 3D game, like, in the adventure style, in the way that they did. Honestly, the man, I think they could... take a lot less money to make than the, like, generation style. I like, think the they boost. could do it, right? Like... Oh, yeah. There, something there are decent like... fan games, that, but there are decent fan games that I genuinely believe if they had a budget would be great games. Yeah, I don't but... disagree with that. And especially, I think, Christian Whitehead proved, right, that this can be done, right? Obviously, 3D games would require more... Yeah. Money and, and don't stuff really like work that. In but... 2D. I'll point that out. Mm-hmm. For, for many reasons, Chow don't really work in 2D. So it would have to be in a 3D. Yeah. Game. There was the tiny Chow Garden in Sonic Advance, but that was like extremely limited. It was an accessory yeah. to 
Yeah, like because you can't have transformation. They use they use polygon uh, interpolation and stuff for child transformation, so they can do them like it, it would take a lot of frames of animation that they're just not going to do to do that in two D mm-hmm. that you can get for free in three D. Yeah, I mean, so. dude, I'm still kind of stuck on like this is such a good idea. I feel like it has to be in the works, right? Some kind of mobile, I don't continuous so. child garden game. Like it's no just, way. No. It's, I, I seriously doubt it. I would be too stunned. lucrative of an idea like you're counting like, on yeah, sonic you, team you, to be smart and in touch right now right yeah and sonic team is more focused on dunking on their own ip than they are yeah. <laughs> actually releasing good the, games the thing that you're missing amid is that the game is going to sell either way so why would they that do is that? a great point and i think honestly like maybe that <laughs> has hurt sonic a little more over the years, the yeah, fact so that the fans buy the game, let, let's no talk matter about that what. For a second, though, because the Chow Garden existed for a reason. Like, it, it existed kind of for the same reason all the other playstyles had to be brought into Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure Two. Is that like a game where Sonic runs fast is not going to be a very long game? So you have to put in the Chow Garden and things like it to incentivize replay. And eventually they kind of replaced that with collectibles and things that incentivized replay or weird missions and stuff. And they decided that was way less work than the Chow Garden, and they were getting the replay out of it. And then, you know, it, it came to a head with Sonic Forces, which could be beaten in less, you know, in an hour and a half. Yeah, the stages are like 10 seconds long. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah, hey, Chow Garden would have helped that game, but it would not have saved it. <laughs> the only redeeming factor about Sonic Forces was to create your own Sonic OC. Yeah. That's controversial. I never played Sonic Forces. I think it's funny. I'm glad that they put, like... I, uh, I've seen, like, I don't like it, but I've seen the take that, like, for little kids who got to, like, make their stupid Sonic OC and be like, <laughs> I'm best friends with Sonic. Like, ah. Yeah. Like, sure. Have it, kid. Like, And it probably took some pressure me, off of DeviantArt, too. It did not hurt me <laughs> that that was in the game. That's true. Yeah. I, as someone who didn't buy the game. I got it for free. I got the game for free. Um, yes, for me as well. And I played like the first level and I was just like, I can't do this. I think I got it for free at some point too, but I just have no interest. Like, I did give it a shot, on. like a small shot. Nah, it's, I, I watched the Game Apologist video about it, <laughs> but. Yeah, apparently nah, the shadow not... sections are okay. Yeah, Shadows that in that game? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they released a like a prequel DLC for it called Episode Shadow. Yeah. And I'm sure there's mods on PC to play Shadow the whole time. I hope we eventually get... Because, like, okay, I'm going to say it. I prefer Shadow over Sonic. He's fine. Like, well, yeah, it's like liking Vegeta over Goku. Yeah, man. Like, he's, he's cool, right? Like, he didn't need to have guns in his game. That was kind of a bit much, but, like, yeah, I don't but know. I would have loved for him to have been in Sonic Mania as a playable character. I feel like that's a Sonic Mania 2 type thing. Sure. I'd take it. Well, Sonic Mania but, was all like the old school Sonic characters, right? right? Like, yeah, the I know, very but old as, a, as a DLC, they could have put Shadow in yeah. like, as, a, as just a skin swap. You know? Yeah, well, also, it probably like the, a 2D Shadow Sprite probably looks kind of weird because he's all textury, right? But I'm sure. See, yeah, there's no there's no canonical 2D sprite for Shadow. It's never been done exactly. by Sega. Well, well there are well, 2D sprites for Sonic him. Battle. Sonic Battle sprites. does. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to mention Sonic Battle, which Sonic Battle also is a very awesome good game. Most fans use. Yeah, Sonic Battle is pretty fun. Yeah, I just forget. Sonic hasn't seen a 2D game, or Shadow hasn't seen a 2D game. Sonic Battle's kind of 2D. No, Shadow was in, uh, wasn't he in one of the Sonic Advance games? I think so. 
I don't. I could be wrong. That doesn't sound that. right. I mean, Sonic. All Sonic needs is another anime series. So they've tried like multiple times, right? Like they, they had they've that kind of abandoned a lot of that stuff. I don't think it affected the anime, but they had to reboot the comics because Ken Ken Pembroke, I think, is his name, sued them into oblivion. So he, isn't he the guy who like did some weird stuff? He's a weird dude, yeah. But he yeah. um for for many reasons. But he wrote Sonic comics for a long time, and uh, I guess Sega did not have a very clear contract with him, so he owns most of the characters that he made. God. So they just had to stop doing that's crazy the Sonic Let's, comics get, because he owns I, Sally you know what Acorn I want or whatever. You know what I want? I want a Big the Cat game. I don't even care. Just give me Big Big. What's the he cat. gonna do? Fish? Big the cat? Yes, give me Big the Cat's a fishing game. Mission. I mean, honestly, yeah. that could work. I'd be but, I'd be down, but yeah. As far as the Sonic TV series goes, I remember like when I was little, like that was part of my Saturday morning cartoon routine. Uh, one of the Sonic series, Sonic and I forget X. which one it was. Sonic, Sonic X, X. That's what it was. X. Yeah. Sonic X played fast and loose with the lore of the series. Yeah. I remember they hey, adopted cool. they they had they they adapted some of the stories from the mm-hmm. Sonic Adventure they did, games, but then they also had Dark Sonic, and I think they had the Hyper Emeralds at some point. They had like the Green Chick. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> the green remember. Chick. and they green. turned Eggman into a real pansy. Like yeah, they did. There was one point I remember. Um, well, what was it? Eggman was talking to like some other big bad guy and saying, "I don't like what you did to something, some whatever character." It's one thing to cause trouble, but when you actually hurt somebody, that's going too far. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Doctor Eggman. Meanwhile, so Eggman. Funny. Well, Eggman is a feminist and a romantic. Eggman. I like Sonic, Sonic Boom Eggman more. I like yeah, the Boom Sonic Eggman yeah, a lot. So- Sonic Boom like. That cratered, like, instantly, right? Are we talking about the game or the show? The Sonic Boom games did very bad. The Sonic Boom show did very well. People really like the Sonic Boom show. The Sonic Boom show is pretty good. Is there a Sonic show running currently? I think Boom was the last one. I don't know Sonic Boom. Okay. Yeah, I guess uh, they've shifted their attention to Hollywood now. Which, you know, by the way, Sonic 2, I think it did over 70 million opening weekend, Mm -hmm. and it is now the most successful opening for a video game movie ever. Yep. Beating out the likes of like Detective Pikachu and stuff. Well, even That's Sonic One beat Detective Pikachu. Really? I it's not the Pikachu opening weekend, I believe. Oh, maybe. I, I think the opening weekend. The opening weekend. But uh, regardless, yeah, this movie is like a smash hit, doing gangbusters, and it just opens the floodgates. Man, we're we're gonna get. We're probably gonna get a Big the Cat movie. Honestly, I, there is I, definitely I, a Tales movie oh, in the works. There's a Knuckles TV show Big coming. I could see Big being in a Sonic movie. They're not going to... They, I mean, they haven't even put Big in any games in a long time. Yeah, Big said like 100 words total since Sonic Adventure. So I don't I don't know. What I mean, they're, they're definitely taking their time, right? Like Sonic 1... I haven't seen uh, either of the Sonic movies, but I believe Sonic 1 only had Sonic and Eggman, right? Yeah. And now 2 is adding Tails and Knuckles, right? Yeah. So they're slowly but surely building the cast. Yeah. So I cannot believe Idris Elba like did not phone it in his knuckles. Apparently, dude, he he did his really research. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. He no, he he wanted like I read an interview. He was like asking all these questions about what is Knuckles' motivation and stuff like that. Like he took the role very seriously, which I find hilarious. Yeah. And Jim Carrey awesome. knew to retire after Sonic Two because his magnum opus, the best movie he could ever possibly make. Did he really? Well, yeah. He he said that that's probably his last movie. That's wild to me. They can't not have Eggman in any of the sequels. I mean, maybe he's Robotnik and they recast somebody for Eggman. Hmm. I don't know. I can see yeah. That, yeah. Has he said his first name? 
What if he's uh what if he's Gerald Robotnik? <laughs> oh no, I think they have said Ivo. Okay. Cause Gerald is uh Gerald is the one that's grandfather Shadow yeah. in Sonic Adventure 2. Yeah. Do we I think sh- I feel like the the Sonic Adventure games in particular are very adaptable to like show and movie. Do we think we're gonna see an adaptation? A Sonic Adventure one movie would be god awful. Like that they they well, they would have to completely change so much about it. Like because there's too much going on, like to fit in two and a half hours. Like you, you would cut E102 Gamma completely. Mm-hmm. Like Big's gone. I, I doubt he would even be in the movie. Amy's yeah, gone. Big's gone. That's, Amy's probably gone. That trash can. A- that Amy's got to Amy. come in. Amy I has see. to come in soon, right? Like Amy is hyper marketable. Yeah. I feel Amy like so. I feel like they're gonna cut. If they would make a Sonic Adventure movie, they would cut every story except Sonic and maybe Knuckles. Because Knuckles getting tricked again is like significant, and but Tails' story is just Sonic's story. Yeah, so it could get worked in, but I bet they would take out the missile attack and everything at the mm-hmm. end of Tails' story. Yeah, because <laughs> that's dumb. That was pretty dumb. It was the only can. Uh, it was the only like canon carryover into Sonic Two, though, or Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah, I could see. Uh, I could see Sonic Adventure Two. Getting adapted with some significant changes. Yeah, because it's not it'd a scatterbrain. Only follow the. He- it probably only follow the hero story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it tells a story. Like it knows how to tell a story. That was the problem with Sonic Adventure One. Narratively, is that they just didn't know how to tell it. They were trying to do this like Pulp Fiction thing. Mm. <laughs> Sonic One Pulp Fiction. No, I'm pretty sure it was directly inspired by Pulp Fiction. That's really? so funny, and it it did not work. I could I could Sonic be Sonic Adventure about that. One. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds it, it like a, that sounds a like a disconnected d- stories with a little bit of overlap, much like Pulp Fiction does. I also don't. Okay, know. I'll, I'll hear that. Are you telling it, me that Big the Cat's story wasn't the best part of that? Yes. Come on, he's just one of the finest frog, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here is here is my probably my argument against Sonic Adventure series getting made into any sort of film adaptation. Maybe they may they might make do like a like a TV series about it. I could see that being working better with Sonic Adventure. Um but it's the Sonic Adventure games went a little darker, right? They went a little edgier, especially now that characters could have dialogue. Um whereas the first like the Sonic movies that they've made are very lighthearted and just like very classic Sonic, very happy-go-lucky. Like it's Spider-Man, it's not Batman. Yeah, they can't show shadow. Yeah, dying. there's definitely there's definitely, right, yeah. There's definitely, like, an angle where this is, like, like, obviously it was always going to be marketed towards kids, but, like, they've really roped in, like, the child audience with these movies, like. Can I say, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen Sonic 2 yet. Sonic 1 would have been a 20% better movie to me if they had made Eggman's robots orange instead of white. Yeah. Like, I, what were they thinking? I think they probably, I'm, I'm sure they talked about that. I'm sure that it looked yeah. a little too silly and cartoonish, and they want they wanted to make it look more realistic. But you've got a talking blue hedgehog talking to James yeah, Marsden. So. Give me, give me the orange badniks, like, yeah, or even make them look like the gun robots from Sonic. I Man think 2. that's what they that were trying to go for. Either. Yeah, it didn't really work for me, but yeah, I guess Eggman's had a lot of different robots, right? Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> Eggman's had more than enough badniks. Is that what they're called? Badniks. Yeah, bad. Well, ba- they were called Badniks until Sonic Heroes, and then they're called Eggman's Robots, which sucks. great name. Yeah, and Tails says it a billion times. I hate Sonic Heroes. That was the first Eggman's bad game. Robots. 
Dude, I remember at the time loving Sonic Heroes. I Sonic could do no wrong. I liked Sonic Heroes, but I never liked it enough to ask for it. I, One I thing I really liked about those games was just like unlocking the true ending. I feel like mm-hmm. that was a common thing in yeah, but in Sonic in Heroes, you had to play Sonic the games. same game four times, yeah, like, at varying levels of difficulty. It was like a colossal commitment. I remember seeing Sonic Heroes and and just feeling a betrayal of Sonic Team, like this, like it was yeah. a family member letting me down for the first time. <laughs> was was what I, I felt, then, and then they was, and then they kept letting you down. Yeah, and then they just like walked yeah. away and left me in an orphanage. Well, then they made Shadow the Hedgehog, which, you know, was the greatest game ever made. Yeah. But then they let us down. We had cross-continental okay. dreams about that. Hot take. I did. Shadow the Hedgehog, not a good game, better than Sonic Heroes and every conceivable Oh, yeah. I agree. It's a 100%. fantastic game. What do you mean? It is the best game ever released. 10 out of 10, better than Elden Ring. I don't think Shadow the Hedgehog is as bad as people say it is now, but I do think it's better it's than Elden bad. Ring. If they just didn't have didn't, him cussing, I I, I want to get this I, on the record, Ranga. Didn't you right, unlock yeah. like all yeah, let me, three hundred eighty Let me tell the story. All right. So for for anyone who doesn't know, Shadow the Hedgehog has branching paths in the storyline, right? Oh, the hero ending, the dark ending, and the neutral ending. Typically for each mission, some of them only have a couple of them uh, for story tree reasons, but. At the tender age of 14 or 15, I might have gotten all 326 Wow, that's way older than I would have expected. Yeah. Well, it was E10, and I couldn't just play it when I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that had to, that has to be like dozens of hours of just repeated gameplay, right? I think play, it would be right? more than that. Hundreds, maybe? If it's 300 endings, you could not beat that game in less than an hour. Yeah, each story progression probably took an hour, and that's if you get every ending that you want in the right order. Yeah, so that was minimum 300 hours. Uh, yeah, I, minimum. I don't like thinking probably about a lot that. More. Yeah, it's, I remember, dude, I remember vividly. Like, I've told this on the show before, too. Like, I got the game that I had to go, like, across the world to visit family, and I was, like, dreaming about this game because I couldn't play it, and I was missing it. But, like... Uh, in addition to that, like I had made it a goal. Like I was like, I'm going to get every ending. And I just, I remember sitting down and grinding them and grinding them. And then eventually, you know, I came to my senses and I'm, I'm like Ranga clearly, but. See, I yeah, remember I took the grinding pill. it out so I could get the secret ending, but that was all I Yeah, you I just need 16 for that. You just need to get the hero yeah. and dark you in just... each ending stage. So when are we going to get the Black Doom spinoff movie? Uh, hopefully never. I think they retconned that, didn't they? I don't even hate the writing in Shadow the Hedgehog. Like, it's fine. I I don't know. I, I it's, it's I, I hate dumb, that they forgot like, that they blew up the moon. Like they said that the moon turned. Yeah, That's but the moon doesn't turn. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Maybe it would if you shot it with a cannon, Ranga. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Eggman not only but, destroyed half the moon, but he spun it once. Yeah. One one hundred eighty degrees. I remember back in the day, like the gun, the gun thing st- was still weird to me as a kid. Like even as a kid who like I just didn't use them much on my first playthrough. Yeah, like I I intentionally everything. didn't use them because it just felt so unnatural. It yeah. really did feel like a thing just tacked on to be like, hey, this is edgy. Well, yeah. okay, so the story behind that is that um, somebody wrote in to Yuji Naka and Sonic Team and said, "Can you give Sonic a gun?" And they said, "No, that doesn't feel right." But we can give Shadow a gun because it just sort of felt like Shadow was a vehicle to do the yeah. things that they couldn't let Sonic do because he was Sonic. And it felt fine. Like, I don't think it 
it looks stupid now, but when I was a kid, like, shadow holding a gun was not that weird to me. You know, pumping an SMG was weird to me even as a kid, but, you know, maybe if you're not an American, you don't know <laughs> as much about guns. Like, Yeah, I honestly didn't mind the shadow gun thing. Maybe it was because I was so deep in the sonic trance that I just didn't care, but... Yeah. It it was one of those like the whole point of the game with Shadow was that he was like morally like he could be dyed in any color, right? So if he's if he's working with the bad yeah, guys, that was, that was cool. Then he can pick up a gun. So who cares, right? Um the one I mean I guess the one like edgy part of that game that that just doesn't hold up at all was the fact that they forced a bunch of curse words in there and it just yeah. never oh, felt yeah, natural. Oh yeah, I forgot at all. about that that damn fourth chaos <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, was it was it E10 or it was E10? Was it, T10? it was okay. originally going to be E, I think, and then they made. There's no E10. way with with curses. There's no way. No, e. they added the curses when the E10 rating came out. Just to yeah, force no, it. Okay. E10 didn't exist yet. Yeah, originally, they, he was just going to ask where the, where's the chaos emerald. E, E10 was new, and they they changed development to get an E10 rating. I forget if they went up or down. Like it was originally going to be T, and they made it E10. I forget. They put they put it in exactly one damn. Yeah, it's I Shadow the Hedgehog. It, it's another one. Like if you just play Shadow the Hedgehog like one playthrough, you're not going to hate that game. Like you're not going to love it, but you're not going to hate it. It's when you like do all the optional missions that that game really starts to show how bad it is. Like <laughs> there's there's a level where you have to kill all the chaos monsters on the on Ark the uh, the space on the space colony, yeah. Space Colony Arc, and that that level alone took me three hours, I think, as a kid. Yeah, a like, lot of the kill them all levels, just, there was always one that unbearable. was in a random, terrible location. And there's no, there's no hint, there's mm-hmm. nothing. So it, it ends up being, like, the worst possible version of, like, the Knuckles levels in Sonic Adventure that I didn't like to begin with. So, yeah. Uh, I, I did, my first playthrough, though, I remember really liking it. I just ran straight to the end of every level and got the, down the middle... I also just don't like how uh, it's hard to critique a Sonic game for its narrative, but Shadow the Hedgehog gets so confused. Like, it, it's like, is Shadow an android or a clone or something? <laughs> oh, or yeah. Not? It's like, <laughs> well, it would have been nice to at any point get a definitive answer. Well, I think and, and the, the answer they gave. Sorry. Um, wasn't the, the definitive answer that the hero, like the full hero story was the one that ended up being canon at the end? I have no idea. I don't remember. It's been 10 years, so. Yeah, I, well, I, I thought really it was like Hero Story plus uh, True Ending was the game. Yeah, Hero Story plus True Ending. Because, cause, yeah, and I think all the uh, the joke is that all the others were just like delusions or like what if scenarios, right? Like, because he's not really though. an android. But yeah, he, he just survived the fall mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then in Pretty Sonic sweet. Heroes, there were just like a bunch of clones of Shadow somewhere, right? Like, well, it's also very unclear. Well, they they were in Shadow the Hedgehog too. There mm-hmm. were a bunch of, but it's it's unclear. Yeah, like in Sonic Heroes, they say you know the original has to be out there somewhere at some point because Japan likes to confuse clone and android in a pretty big way. Like it, it, what they actually mean does not carry over in translation very well. Right. So it's kind of un- like you know the androids in Dragon Ball were cyborgs, mm-hmm. so they just kind of use the word android for a lot of things. Well, that was uh, a that was a U.S. Tr- uh, mistranslation, right? With the androids. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, but so was this for right. Shadow. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's not Japan. It's the it's when it's stuff the translation. Comes from Japan. Yeah, right. I get yeah. You. I was just gonna say, like, 
I'm very impressed by both of your abilities to just remember these plot points because I remember very little. Dude, I remember there say. was a. I remember the the uh, the starfish. Starfish? starfish, yeah, like the space starfish. Oh yeah, the one that follows oh, you around. Yeah, yeah. Black, oh yeah, Black yeah, Doom's Black eye. Dooms. Yeah, 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 yeah Black space Doom. starfish. And then when he's the final boss of Shadow the Hedgehog, then he's this giant golem gargoyle thing, but he has two heads and one eye. Yeah, that yeah. was that was very funny. That was very weird. Oh yeah, that final boss. What a weird was game. Not worth the the time. Yeah, it looked like a giant poop. and super shadow looked pretty dumb too like he just looked like he had some weird like clear super yellow armor everything everything after sonic adventure 2 and before sonic unleashed like looked really bad they had that that that, that, like weird plasticky sheen over everything Mm -hmm. i don't understand why they did it it looked hideous i i know i've talked about this multiple times so i'm I'm gonna keep it brief but i do want to give you credit ranga that when we tried sonic 06 for the first time i was enthralled and you were like no this is stupid and it only (laughs) took like several months for me to be like okay no this is stupid but at first i was all about it i really wanted it i didn't i was fortunate enough not to have a console that i could play it on oh i mean i think it was just i remember that the the both of the sonic adventure games felt really good to play right like the gameplay like at least for the time was like pretty tight, easy to work with, pretty intuitive. And then I, I remember, Amid, you like handed me the controller for Sonic 06. And I was just like, what is this? This does not feel like I remember Sonic feeling. And it was just that like really clunky. Load screen. Yeah, and the 20 minute load screen and the first cutscene looking like incredibly good. Like even still, honestly, by today's standards, still looks good. Um, and then the rest of the game looking like hot, wet garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like all the budget went into the first cutscene and the last cutscene. That's very typical Sonic, though. That is a consistent thread, right? Like, who plays any level in Sonic 1 besides Green Hill Zone? Honestly. Yeah, and who is writing for your child who's playing anything other than City Escape? Wild Canyon, because you can get a cheetah. If you go straight through the the bottom of that stage, you get a cheetah there. I mean, other than just getting Chaos Chow. I know know all the animal locations. Oh, yeah. I also had a Chaos I had all three Chaos Chow. Oh, I only had the one. I didn't have that kind of time. Well, yeah. I guess I could have done three at <laughs> once, the world? I didn't. You really don't need that much time. You just leave your GameCube on overnight. I Wait. See, I refu- my dad wouldn't let me do that because it was wasting power. So the best uh, I could do is leave it on while I ate dinner and stuff. I think I may have put a, like something over the, the power indicator light on my GameCube. So Smart. it didn't yeah. look like it was on. Yeah, good scam. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, yeah, this is why I wanted you two on the same show because I feel like you have a lot of experiences you can relate to with <laughs> with uh, your sonic dude do you guys know anybody who lost a chow do you know do you know anybody who had one die on them oh i had many chow die on me oh i i never had a chow die ever i don't think they all reincarnated but my friend john had a chow named john because at the time we were you know we were like seven years old or something he named all of his like he he named a starter pokemon after himself he just did that with everything <laughs> and uh chow john died and uh that's meta yeah john was never the same after that. <laughs> <laughs> it was dark he he didn't know because he he hated rouge he really hated rouge and so he would go into the chow garden as rouge and beat his chow oh <laughs> jesus he wanted, christ he wanted them to hate her too wait wow <laughs> hold on a second and that, that's... yeah that 
and he learned right. his lesson. His child died on him because of it. Oh my god! Yeah, I remember that because you could because that's one way to change your child's alignment, right? You can either like be yeah, nice to them with a character, yeah. or just like beat, beat up the crap shells? out of them, just like throw them off a so cliff. You could actually beat them to death. Yeah. Well, no, they no, die. No. They have an age, they die of old age, but if they are oh, not okay. happy when they die, mm-hmm. they die. If they're happy when they die, they reincarnate and their stats reset. That's yeah. so dark. So <laughs> it's more like they just let themselves die. They lose the will to live. Yeah. And then they just don't reincarnate. Is, is John okay, though? Because I feel like that's a pretty, like, messed up thing to do. Uh, he's doing better now. It took a long time, though. <laughs> it, it, he probably started doing better sometime last year. <laughs> <laughs> that's was... awesome. God, are, are they okay? Yeah, <laughs> but the child's dead. It's gone the- forever. He he reset his GameCube so many times because he thought it was a bug. He didn't know what was mm. happening. That I uh, this is a fun story about me as a kid. I had uh, my dad uh, print off the entire Chow Garden section on GameWinners.com so that I would know how to get all the cool Chow you had to breed for and stuff. GameWinners.com. GameWinners.com. <laughs> It was like 11 pages. There were a lot of chow things that I just have. I might still have that printed off in my dresser upstairs. Yeah. I think I copied and pasted that page into like notepad. Like I didn't even use like a a formatted word processor. I just like kept it somewhere. Yeah. It's wild. That that's the thing that you just don't get in modern Sonic though. There's nothing that deep. Like the chow garden was complex. There was depth. It had a lot. There was a lot going on. The chow mini games. The karate. And I, I really think that, like, there's no pet simulator since then that can keep up with it either. Sitting here trying to think of one. I don't think I've played enough pet simulators to back Maybe that up, Nintendogs. but, like... Nintendogs, because you could, like, teach them tricks and stuff, but... I'm telling you, man, the opportunity's there. They just need to seize it. Yeah. Yeah, they could seize a think lot of things. Is, this is a good uh, segue. I think, you know, for the final sort of Sonic-related topic here... The future of Sonic, right? So, like, obviously we're going to get a lot more movies, but I think the thing I'm interested in is the games, right? We've got Sonic Frontier, right? That's the announced game, and it's, I think, drawing uh, inspiration from Breath of the Wild, right? I think it's probably drawing more inspiration from Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Realistically, because it it says open zone, so it's probably going to be sort of like Mario Odyssey, where it's a big open area, but there's several of them. Yeah, and I, I don't know, just... By nature of Sonic, I feel like that's harder to do as with Sonic. It depends than on Mario. how fast they make him. If it's like, it's got to be pretty fast though. Otherwise, then like, what's the point? Well, then that's I mean, Sonic 06. So- Sonic Adventure Two was not that fast. It was not that fast, like, but it felt faster than Sonic 06 and Sonic Heroes and a lot of the games that came later. But yeah, you're right. right. Yeah, I'm saying like if they keep it, if they look at Sonic the the Sonic Adventure games pretty hard. I think you could reasonably make a bunch of open areas that would feel good with Sonic Adventure controls. They kind of already did that with Sonic Adventure 1, right? Like, they had those adventure field areas. That was like a yeah, smaller exactly. scale. Right, yeah. yeah. You could, That's a good and point. They, they felt fine, but you also didn't, you know, you didn't spend a lot of time running fast in those. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they did do that. Are you guys I, familiar with Sonic Origins? No. No. So, I think this is a new collection that is leaked. And it'll have a collection of, like, older Sonic games. I know they've done collections in the past, but supposedly this is like an even bigger one. I, I know that it was big. Don't news know the that details. There's, there's a Sonic Three and Knuckles port coming to the Switch, and that's like huge news. Wait, that's what? Not, that's not a leak though. That's official. That's real. Yeah, 
I believe there's a Sonic collection coming to the Nintendo Switch that has Sonic 3 and Knuckles did, in did it. Did they change yeah, the music? A, I don't remember. I think it might have the PC port music. Oh, okay. But it's, yeah, it was uh, confirmed in a Nintendo Direct. Now that's something I could see myself getting into. Yeah. Okay, I, so- I, I highly recommend, if you haven't played it, uh, Sonic 3 Air. It's uh, Angel Island Revisited, I think is what that stands for. Hmm. That's how I played Sonic 3 and Knuckles on my PC. It has widescreen support. Oh. It's, uh, it's very nice. Interesting. Okay, it- so, so, yeah, I was just going to say Sonic Origins will feature Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles and CD with added content and features. I think that's on what I was talking about. Modern yeah. platforms. Yeah. Oh, I only knew about it being on Switch. But yeah, um, Sonic 3 Air, If you, you have to own a Sonic 3 and Knuckles ROM on Steam or something to play mm-hmm. it, uh, or, or somehow have that ROM. I think, I think you can have any of the PC ports, maybe. I don't know. But it, it was fun. You can, uh, it has options for the PC port music. It has options to use the original level order, because I guess the level order was different between those two. It's, uh, it's pretty good. I had a good time playing it. Huh. Yeah, I haven't played it since uh, the Mega Collection on GameCube. Yeah, I that was a great that. collection. I I had Sonic Three and Knuckles on PC. I had the PC port growing up, and I was playing it wow. with keyboard and mouse or with a keyboard. You didn't use a mouse. It's not a first person shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've got Sonic Origins, Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, I wish there'd be a Mania Two announcement. I feel like it's gotta exist. It's it that has to be in the works. Yeah, that just, I mean that one's a no brainer. The the thing but, I want in Sonic Mania 2 is I want all original stages. I'm sick of seeing Green Hill Zone in every Sonic yes, game. Yes, I am also sick of seeing Green Hill Zone in every Sonic game. Well, you know which one I'm really sick of is Chemical Plant Zone. I actually don't like that. Really? I, I never liked that level, and I hate that it's in every single like collection. I do really like Chemical Plant Zone, but it is starting to get – it is getting overplayed. That's true. I, it always stressed me out as a kid. Yeah, the wa- well, that was like the first hard water stage I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they're going for like a like a duality. They have like the um like the classic, classic Sonic versus modern, and the modern Sonic. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see if Sonic I Frontiers do. good. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I I hope they make another good 3D Sonic game cuz like it's been a while. I don't know. Like it it's it's it has been a while. It's possible. It's, like Sonic Generations was so good. Like yes. it was such a breath of fresh air. Like, I replay Sonic Generations every once in a while. I also uh, have a mod that puts the Sonic Unleashed levels in Sonic Generations, and that's really fun. It's just only the daytime stages, which were the good part. Right. Well, the okay part. And that's pretty fun. You can play through it in like an hour, but it's pretty fun. Yeah, and like Sonic Colors is pretty good. Like, boost gameplay is fine. Um, But then they add some bells and whistles on there that take it into weird places. Yeah, I never played Sonic Colors. I don't like the wisps and stuff. And also, most of that game is 2D. And, like, I don't really like modern 2D Sonic very much. Yeah, that that was a little jarring at first. But either I got used to it or... No, I probably just got used to it. Yeah, I, I also... I didn't think that the 2D stages were bad in Sonic Generations. But I would prefer 2D and 3D be separate games. Instead of, like, them shoehorning classic Sonic into every single mm-hmm. 3D game from now on. Because that's kind of weird. It, I don't understand why he was in Sonic Forces other than, like, to try to sell that game. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Sonic from another dimension. Because I, I think the plot wasn't yeah. complicated enough with, you know, the opening of Eggman's taken over the world and Sonic's been tortured for months and everyone thinks he's Dude, it dead. It really does feel like they just looked at DeviantArt <laughs> to get that story. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, 
the there is definitely like a cross pollination now between like the official creators of Sonic and like the weird official Sonic embraces the crazy fandom. yeah Sonic fan made stuff in a way that no other Sonic IP does. As kids, I made dozens. I made one. Uh, I didn't. But okay, well, yeah. <laughs> there are oh, two I'm sure that. that- I'm sure, Amid, that you also did probably like maybe I've repressed it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm, there, I'm pretty sure we were in the types computer of lab in, in the middle world. school. People who made a Sonic OC in middle school and liars. Yes, it's very much possible. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I was as obsessed as you guys back in the day, but I not only made a Sonic OC, I tried to make the sprites to mod my Sonic OC into Sonic Roboblast too. Have you guys Sonic um, Roboblast? Wait, Sonic Roboblast 2 is probably the best Sonic fan game ever made. It's extremely good. What is that? What was that Kirby game? Kirby Robo something? Kirby Planet Robobot. Yeah. Okay. I was. This is Sonic Roboblast. It predates Kirby by 20 years or so. Okay. Yeah. This game started. It's a Doom mod. <laughs> it is. It is on the Doom engine. It is that old. It started in the early 2000s, I think, by a team called Sonic Team Junior. I don't know if it's done now. I know that it was, like, playable start to finish a long time ago. I don't know if they work on it anymore, though. Huh. It has everything. <laughs> it's it's nuts how good it is. Rango, are you taking notes? Oh, I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend it. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. It's a lot of popular Let's Players and stuff on YouTube have covered this game. This looks this looks wild. I mean, honestly, I have not dipped my toe into the into the fan made Sonic games like nearly as much as I, look I could. At, I look at Sage every year a little bit just to like see, you know, new game developers and stuff. Mm. Uh, there's also, if you don't know about this, it's Spark the Electric Jester or something, or Spark the something, and it's a. Uh, I think the first one is 2D and it's a Sonic like game, but the second one is a Sonic Adventure like 3D platformer. Mm. Spark the Electric Jester 2 is, yeah. Yeah. I have never played it. I've heard good things, though. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's all these, not only are there, like, original Sonic fan games, there's also Sonic fan remakes of bad Sonic games, right? Like Project 06, um, which is basically people taking the terrible gameplay of Sonic 06 and making it usable. And it's... There, there's like a fully playable Sonic and Shadow campaign at this point, and it's pretty good. Wow, I didn't know it was that far along. Mm. Yeah, Sonic fans are wild. There's something, all right. There's a dedication there that uh, is not that borders on yeah, borders on unhealthy. But <laughs> you know, I mean, like they're the reason Sonic's still as relevant as it is today. Like. Hands down. Like, they kept Sonic alive in his darkest times. Yeah, I mean... Because there was a while there. And now they've been rewarded with a cinematic universe. Yep. That is uh, okay to slightly good. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty all right. It's very... It's definitely profitable for Paramount. It sure is a movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty good. Hey, it's all right. Unremarkable in every way. (laughs) Yeah, you, you pay to see it. (laughs) and you don't necessarily regret it afterwards yeah you you get what you pay for when you see it a movie about i mean honestly that's let's be real here that's all sonic fans can really ask for you know like that's that's all they can expect (laughs) that's all Uh, well is it actually you can beat sonic forces faster than you can watch the sonic the hedgehog movie i think that's definitely true man 
Well, here's the and thing. That's not speedruns. That's like just playing it. <laughs> Sonic has always been like has always had a quality control issue, right? Like all the way back. All right, Green Hill Zone, yeah. great level in Sonic One. Everything else after it, no one touches. No one uh, even thinks about. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, pretty yeah. pretty. I mean, awful, casino actually. Zone was pretty good. What? The Casino Zone was pretty. That's good. That's not in Sonic. That was 1. Sonic Three, wasn't there, it? There was another so. one. There was one in Sonic One. I just can't remember what it was called. No, there's not. There's no Casino yeah. in Sonic One. I'm looking it up to be sure, but. There might have been, but who cares? Because no one's played it. Um, one zones. Are you thinking of Starlight Zone? Starlight yeah. Zone. It's not a, cas- it's not a casino. But- casino Night Zone was also in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. What? Yeah, there's a Casino Night Zone in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah, in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, not in yeah. Sonic 1. Yeah. No, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is pretty good all the way through. Yeah, Sonic uh, 2 is pretty good. Sonic 3 as well, pretty good all the way through, especially because you get that refresh of the and Knuckles part where you like it starts getting good again. Yeah. And then what was it? Like Sidious, yeah, the first levels of Sonic Adventure 2, everyone plays those and then not really anything else. Um, but then Sonic Generations for that reason is excellent because it's mostly just a collection of the first levels or the one level in a lot of those games that was really good. Um so like like it seems like that's sort of a Sonic theme, right? Is searching for the hidden gems, which is funny because Chaos Emeralds. So, so fun Sonic fact: the first game that Sonic appeared in was called Puzzle Construction for the for the Mega Drive. What? Huh? Or the Sega Terra Drive? D- did you actually? This is a weird thing that I didn't learn until a couple of years ago. Did you know that there that all the original three Sonic games came to the Mega Drive as well? Yeah, mm. that's weird. Or the Master the System. Car. The Master System is what I'm thinking of. The uh, Like their NES equivalent. Yeah, personally, I never really... I never owned a Sega console. I remember going to people's houses and seeing them there. And I was just like, what's this weird thing that isn't a Nintendo? I don't like but, the look of the controllers, and I've really never been able to get over that. Yeah. Until the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast is kind of sick. The three inline buttons on the Genesis was weird. Yeah. Like, I don't have... <laughs> You can rock your thumb back and forth to hit two buttons. What are you supposed to do with three? Like, I don't know. But I, I have a, I have a, I got a Dreamcast specifically to play Son- the original Sonic Adventure two, and uh, I never finished it, and my Dreamcast doesn't work anymore, and that's pretty sad. Yeah, I wish I had played the Dreamcast version of at least Sonic Adventure one, because I have always heard that yeah, it's better. Yeah, that the GameCube port with that was not as good. Also, I was it, talking about Spring Yard Zone and Sonic one. Mm. Spring Yard Zone. Yeah, Zone 3. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the list. I just want to see a picture of it. Oh, oh, I remember really cool that. For the... Yeah, not a casino, though. It's an amusement park. I, I, yeah. I'm easily confused. Yeah, I, I see. Okay, I see how you could call that a casino-ish. Yeah. Dude, Sonic CD, people like it more than they should. It's not as good as its reputation. The time travel stuff was weird. I think... I think Sonic CD rides on having the really cool design of Metal Sonic. I think it rides on the fact that nobody got to play it because nobody has a Sega CD. That's true. I have a Sega CD. So it was what like Sonic CD was actually really good. You just don't know because you didn't have a, a CD. Yeah, I remember Wait, ta- I played the Christian are Whitehead you saying port. And it was, none yeah, of you too. have had Sonic CD, a Sega CD? I've never had a Sega CD. I have two of them. Do you really? Yes. That I must be like half of all there. the Sega CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a Jurassic Park game for them too. I I'm familiar with the Angry Video Game Nerd episode about that game. Yeah, it was it was okay. Yeah. And at FMVs, there was one where you're a, a sewer shark or something. 
I don't know. The Sega CD was great, though. It totally worked 100% of the time. The free market says otherwise. (laughs) No, we have two of them because one of them I don't think works. Ah, Or it just doesn't, like, work properly. I don't remember. It's very Sega. All right. Well, do we have any final thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog? Because I feel like we've gone a little long. It's only been an hour of Sonic. I just want Sonic to be consistently good. Oh, I was just saying, it's only been an hour of Sonic. We could do another hour. Yeah, we could do seven more, probably. That's okay. Yeah, I didn't even talk about the musical theater aspect of of Sonic. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Are you being serious? No, this is real. So there's an episode of Sonic Boom. Uh, it's, It's called Mr. Eggman where they discover that Dr. Eggman does not actually have a doctorate. This episode is excellent, okay? And then (laughs) in there, they do an entire parody of a song from the musical Bye Bye Birdie, where they tease Dr. Eggman about how he's not actually a doctor. It's incredible. And they refer to him as Mr. Eggman for the rest of that episode. It's The Sonic Boom cartoon is actually really funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's very clever. Feminist Knuckles is, like, such a good bit. I just wish he was smarter. Yeah, and uh, there's also they make fun of their fans. There's a fan that makes like Sonic OCs. Oh yeah, yeah. He like doesn't he like kidnap Sonic or something? I think so. Yeah, and he just really annoys him. Yeah. See, I don't. There's like a dichotomy here where they're self aware enough to to integrate the fan stuff, but like they they ironically cognizant enough to implement good game design. They had a lot of freedom on the Sonic Boom TV show. Whereas they had quite the opposite on the Sonic Boom game. Like, the Sonic Boom yeah. game, one of the reasons it was so bad, I don't think it was ever going to be good because I don't like the original idea of it. But one of the reasons it was so bad was because they made it on an engine. They, they made it on Unreal Engine 3 because they were targeting uh, PS3 and Xbox 360 originally. And then Sega, without consulting the developers, signed a deal for that game to be exclusive to the Wii U, which did not support Unreal Engine 3. And this was like over, they only had like a year of development left by the time that deal was made. So they had to start completely over with only a year left. God, what a disaster. Yeah. But yeah, I'm ready to move over to game game plan. So Ranga, if you don't know, we always end each episode by talking about what we're playing. And, and if I you think, don't know that, I'm a little hurt, because it's weird to talk on a podcast you've never listened to. Oh, I've listened to the podcast. I'm familiar. Okay. Good. Uh, and I think, Connor, you're kind of chomping at the bit. Oh, my God. I'm dying playing, to so talk about Tunic Let's start with more. you. Yeah. Tunic? If Elden Ring didn't come out this year, Tunic would be Game of the Year this year. No questions asked. I So, so Tunic, for those who don't know, it's I talked about it uh, a few episodes ago, but I, I hadn't finished it yet. Tunic is like... You start playing Tunic, and you think, oh, this is a shameless Zelda ripoff. It's like an isometric game. You're playing as a cute little fox that looks like Link, and it it plays like a Zelda game. And then you play it a little farther, and you realize, oh, no, this is a shameless Dark Souls knockoff. And you're still wrong. You play it a little longer, you find out, oh, no, this is a shameless Fez knockoff. And that's when you really get into the game. (laughs) The puzzles get nuts. And it, like... It stands tall in all three of those arenas. Like, it, I, I talk a lot about games that, like, beg to be compared to another game and it ends up making them look bad. But uh, Tunic manages to compare itself to, like, these titans in the gaming space and it looks good next to them. It's such a good game. Like, the Zelda part of this game is very, very fun 
The Dark Souls part of this game is fine. I wouldn't, you know, it's not as good as Dark Souls, certainly, but it's pretty good. And then the, like, the deep meta puzzles and stuff are insanely good. I don't know that I've ever... This game made me get out my graph paper notebook, and I had to start taking notes and drawing things in it in, in the final bit of the game. And I don't... I can't remember any game that's ever done that and me not been annoyed by it. I was extremely happy playing this game and having to do that. It was so cool. The, yeah, that the, is that is a sentiment I've heard uh, about this game. Like, I, I, the, I sincerely, like, you have to play this game before, you, before the Game of the Year episode this year. Like, you have to, because, you know, obviously we've already chosen Elden Ring as Game of the Year, for, but, you know, for both of us, Amid, but you you gotta play Tunic. It's, it's on Game Pass uh, for anybody that has that. Uh, it's only on Xbox and PC right now. I don't know if it's coming to PlayStation or Switch. It seems like it would be right at home on Switch. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure this is one of those timed exclusivity things. I'm sure it's coming to everything eventually. But it's it's such a good game. The like the main gimmick of the game is that one of the things you find everywhere is pages for a uh, for a manual that looks straight out of like an NES game. Like, a, like the beautiful artwork and stuff that used to be in game manuals. But very little of that manual is in English. Most of it is in this fantasy language that is spoken in the game. And 99% of the text in this game is in that fantasy language that is a real language if you can figure out how to read it. But you don't you don't have to translate the language to beat the game. I never did. Oh, it's I like a Tolkien situation? No, there are secrets that you will not be able to solve without... But yeah, it, it's like... Yeah, it's it's a real language that is readable. So I guess, yeah, it's a Tolkien situation. But you don't have to be able to read it to beat the game uh, or even get the secret ending. But there is apparently an ARG or something locked behind it. But I I don't know enough about that yet because I do think I might go back. Uh, I know of at least a few more secrets that I have not found in this game and I might go back and get them. So I have not like looked up how to read the language or looked up a translator or anything because I might solve that myself. Because that's how into this game I am. It's it's so stupidly good. And I don't know, was this their first game? To my this knowledge, developer? yeah. I'd never yeah. heard of them. I don't even remember what the developer was. Uh, I want to credit them. Yeah. That is Andrew Schuldis, the t- the Tunic team. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fair, very impressive. Yeah. Largely a solo developer, too. But I, I don't think he actually did it all by himself. I, I think he yeah. had a team. But it was one of those, you know, solo auth- authorial games. Cannot yeah, recommend no. it enough. I I would love to wipe my memory and, and play it with a clean slate again. It just, it even like, it doesn't get the Dark Souls combat right, necessarily. The combat's pretty good. Also, I will note, the combat is very hard, but it has uh, an option. It has a no-failure mode, because it, in my opinion, the puzzles are the interesting part of this game. So if you're somebody who doesn't want to get good, I, I would just turn on no-failure mode and play through this game. With, and ignore the combat basically i think that's a perfectly valid way to play it i i just can't yeah. gush about it enough yeah i i will certainly play this game uh soon i think it's like an inscription level game like inscription i think i said was my game of the year last year and uh this is like at least on that level yeah if not better i i am that's so crazy it like it just it just keeps getting deeper. Like it it's it's darker than it first appears. It it has a lot of cool stuff. It has a lot of it has a lot of cool things that are like kind of twists, kind of not. It it's just a really good game. 
I think that's all I got. But all right, yeah, no, your praise is not lost on me. I'll definitely, and it's it's not like I mean like I've heard the same thing from everywhere. Like everyone's gushing about this game. So yeah. Oh, what I, I was trying to say, comparing it to Dark Souls, it uh, its level design is extremely reminiscent of the first Dark Souls, with its like. Uh, that's just about like as high of a praise as you can give a video that game. That is the highest level design praise, and it it is as good, like it is better than Dark Souls was ever in any future games. Like it the way the map loops back on itself and makes transportation cool. It n- notably this game does not really have fast travel. Like there there are a couple of points you can travel between, but it doesn't have like a bonfire selector, for instance. So that with that, that means that they had to do good level design, like the first Dark Souls game. And right. they did. And they did it a they did a really good job of it. It all makes sense. It all is like, oh, that's so cool how that loops back on itself. That's it's, awesome, man. It's incredible. And yeah, everybody should play it. I, I would recommend it to just about anybody. Alright. So why don't we go with Ranga next? Have you been playing anything lately? And if so, do you want to talk about it? Uh, sure. I, um, I haven't been playing a ton of video games recently. been, uh, busy with some career stuff, but, um, I have been playing a little bit of, uh, Team Sonic Racing every now and again. Um, it was free on PlayStation Plus a few months back. Um, and it may seem like it's a Mario Kart clone, and maybe it is a Mario Kart clone. And the items are Mario Kart clones. But the, <laughs> so, so, what year did that one come out? Oh, that's I, a great I know that's Team Sonic question. Racing and there's Sonic Racing All Stars Transformed, and I don't know the difference between the two. Uh, so, Sonic Racing All Stars Transformed, I believe, is a good bit older. Team Sonic Racing is okay. 2019. Um, okay. I will say Sonic Racing All Stars Racing Transformed, or whatever it's called, that game is really, really good. I, I think I, I've played both of these Sonic Racing games, and I think I prefer the older one. Uh, Definitely comparable to Mario Kart, in my opinion, but sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Transformed is from, like, 2012. I don't think I've ever played that one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's neat because then you race in a team of three, and there's, like, actual team mechanics and incentives and rewards for, like, staying together with a pack. Um, That's interesting. It's, like, a new dimension beyond what uh, what Mario Kart is because it's all individual, right? Um, but you can, like, if you, if you get an item, you can pass it to one of your teammates. And if you pass an item as opposed to just using it yourself, um, then you do have a chance of like tripling it, right? So if you had a boost item, like a mushroom, right? You pass it to your teammate, they get three mushrooms, um, which is a lot more powerful. So there's a lot of incentives to do the team mechanics. It doesn't feel like a gimmick. Um, and it's also really fast paced and Sonic-y, right? Like Sonic is Sonic is good at making things go fast when they want to make them go fast. Um, yeah. And it's, it's nice. It's a nice way to clear your head. It's very it's an easy racing game. You can turn your brain off and play. Um, other than that, I just sort of sit at my desk and AFK on RuneScape. And that's about all I do. <laughs> How about the story mode though? The story the mode. Plot as riveting as, uh, as we come to expect. So the dialogue is all that you could expect and less. Um, great. <laughs> it's pretty atrocious. They're the main villain antagonists, not even really an antagonist. He's just sort of the OC for the game is this weird Tanuki named Dodon Pa. And if you're a Dragon Ball fan, you're laughing at that. Um, and it's spelled the same way. And yeah, he just wants people to race. 
and his motivations aren't really explained very well. Even when they're revealed, they're not really explained very well. Um, but you, you race around the track, and that's the whole game. And it it's 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 interesting enough. There's there's customizability at the vehicles, which is kind of fun. Um, there's there's a hard mode and then an expert mode, and it's kind of fun. And like to play on the higher difficulties, you have to. Act, like there is a pretty decent skill ceiling for the game i will say that like you have to actually be really good at the team mechanics and it's hard to do especially when you're not playing with a team of like humans um because the the ais you get on your team aren't always great yeah and i will say like playing this game the skills from mario kart obviously are transferable to some extent but not as much as you'd think yeah like it's it's feels very different yeah it's a fun romp fun romp all right yeah i think um uh, let's see i can go next i really truthfully haven't been playing much uh i guess still just elden ring just killed gaming for me (laughs) to an extent but i have so last week i mentioned ghost runner and kirby and that's pretty much the same this 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 week i did beat ghost runner and what i will say mike i don't know if you beat ghost runner but like that last level can go die in a fire I think I got close. I just got burnt out on it. I yeah, I, I was severely burnt out by the end. Because, like, I was expecting it to end in, like, this crazy boss fight. And I definitely would have preferred that. But it ended with this extremely frustrating parkour section that I just wanted to just chuck my PS5 into a fire. Like, man. But I did it. And I beat it. But that's the thing, like... The last section was so frustrating, I feel like it almost soured the experience for me, which is not what you want when you make a game, right? Like, Ghost Runner as a whole was so much fun. The parkour was so much fun. The first person, like, samurai combat was so much fun. But then, like, the parkour just kind of put a sour taste in my mouth at the end. But, okay, so that's Ghost Runner. And obviously, the other game was Kirby and the Forgotten Land. So I'm a good bit farther into this game now. Um, and I've gotten to the point where like, I guess I wasn't really expecting it, even though it's sort of obvious, but I'm seeing recurring Kirby characters now (laughs) crop up in this game, like Meta Knight and DDD. And I, I guess it's sort of obvious that they'd be here, but it's, it's nice to see how they're integrating into the game. And I'm, I'm seeing like, I think I've unlocked pretty much everything in like the Waddle D town. And it really is a nice little, a cute hub with a collection of like mini games and activities for you to do if you're not playing like the levels themselves like in particular like the fishing mini game is really simple but also like really fun and i think uh, what the point i'm driving to here is like this game is a very simple game but i think it's really elevated by its animations like the presentation of this game is just off the charts like every single they just nail like not only Kirby, but like how Kirby interacts with everything in the world, right? Like the little footsteps as he's walking, little clouds of dust when he's running. And like it, it, the game only runs at 30 frames per second, but like, I feel like they're really utilizing every frame. Um, it just feels so alive and constantly in motion. And that's something like that's more prevalent to me after playing this game a lot more. Uh, and I just wanted to highlight that. Um, Connor, have you have you played this at all yet? I haven't had a chance to play any more of it, no. Okay. Which is weird for me, but... Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm significantly further in the game now. I'm kind of in the... Uh, this isn't really a spoiler, but I guess I'm in the volcano fire sort of area. 
And I think I'm starting to get to the point where things turn south, like at least in terms of like uh, not being as cutesy anymore, right? Like as we discussed previously, Kirby games take a turn for the insane yeah, towards I, the end. I've been spoiled on it on purpose because I just okay. I don't play a Kirby game for the story really, you know? <laughs> right. But yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm almost getting to that turning point where everything has suddenly stopped being cute and now it's kind of angry. <laughs> yeah. But um uh yeah, no, I'm really, really enjoying it. I even did a little bit of the co op mode and that was fun too. Um yeah, I, I enjoyed the co op mode. Even I was I was bandana waddle D when I was playing co op and I yeah. he's got a good moveset. Like he's a fun character to play as. Yeah, no, I mean like his melee combat it's simple but like you can there's different varieties of attacks you can do and stuff no, like he's that he's got a lot of moves he, he yeah. has ranged attack he has up close attack he has like a cool like barrage of spears he can do and another thing i will say like i mentioned previously that i was disappointed in the lack of like combining powers like you know for example in previous kirby games you could combine separate powers that's only been in one i think i think yeah. kirby and the crystal shards which is like the only other kirby game i've played but um I was initially disappointed in that, but then I discovered, right, like, the upgrade system goes way deeper than I previously thought. Like, you can upgrade some powers, like, multiple times. Yeah. Um, And that sort of, I think, makes up for the fact that you can't combine powers. Because ultimately, with if you factor in all the upgrades, there end up being, there ends up being, like, way more powers than even in, like, Crystal Shard, I feel like. Um, So, that's really cool. And it's really cool as like how you upgrade your abilities you see uh just kirby looking cooler and cooler and just being stronger and stronger like um i know you didn't this is i guess a spoiler for the sword copy ability if you care about that sort of thing but once um you get that to tier three you basically become meta knight Nice. So you get like Meta Knight's sword and his attacks and stuff so you're attacking like really fast and you gain all these cool combos and stuff too so that's really cool in the fact that like the different powers sometimes have different mechanics too. So it's not just all like once you inhale the ability, press B to use it, right? Some some abilities have sort of hidden moves and I think that is really cool. So you can like learn the ins and outs of like the various abilities that you can get in this game as Kirby. But uh, yeah, I, I, it, I've been playing it very casually. Like I maybe play like one level a day, right? Like it's a, just a very nice like kind of palate cleanser. For like when you're just doing whatever, you can just pick up your Switch, play a level of Kirby and put it down. So I'm not like blasting through it or anything, but I've just sort of been enjoying it uh, very casually that way. But yeah, yeah. Other than that, I haven't really been playing anything. And uh, just Kirby like a filthy casual. You yeah, I've, I've been playing Kirby, Kirby <laughs> casual AF. Yeah. And I guess it, it's just... I, I hate to keep coming back to it, but it really is just all cool down from Elden Ring, where I just blasted 120 hours into that in, like, less than three weeks. Have I'm just we sort of like... about Let Me Solo her on the show? No, no, we haven't, and that's... Dude's a legend. So, okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, there is a co-op aspect to Elden Ring, obviously, and the hardest boss in the game, Melania, uh, is known for just being probably one of the hardest bosses if not the hardest boss from software has ever created right so uh this player started uh appearing uh he started laying down his summon sign in front of melania's boss door right and someone summoned him and it was a totally nude dude with just wearing a jar on his head wielding two swords and his name was let me solo her 
Uh, so uh, he got summoned and he soloed her, which is let me add even without more of a hit without getting hit i might add and let me also add it's even more impressive because when you're summoned to another world uh the boss has more health to account for the summon and, and he's you, posting I mean, videos he doesn't need them because he doesn't get hit but you have fewer right. potions as well and you have fewer potions yeah but let me let me just add the video he posted on youtube not only does he not get hit but there are two other people there aside from him so her health is doubled essentially from the, her, her base health mm-hmm. uh and he just m- dismantles this insanely hard boss and so this obviously was uh this was captured on video and it went viral and like reddit exploded with like fan art of this guy let me solo her and ign interviewed him and like he beca- became a sort of celebrity like overnight in the elden ring community uh, and it, it and sort of just like got weaved into the lore of Elden Ring itself. So I I think that's a really cool thing where like due to the co-op nature of Elden Ring, like actual lore can be created uh, by the community. It's just another fun aspect of that game. I think it's extremely likely that he will appear either in a future from soft game or it, in it got Elden big Ring enough. DLC yeah, that he will be like he'll be in the game like that. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, he, yeah, his videos went really viral. Uh, and, like, people are creating all this, like, fan art of him. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's an impressive thing. Like, I can't imagine, like, he he consistently beats Melania without taking damage. Yeah. Because, right, because, like, if he got hit once, he'd probably die, right? Because he's not wearing any armor or anything he like that. He has died before. Yes, I mean, yeah, he's not perfect. Right, but, like, the fact that he's mastered that fight to such an extent... Right, like, because, like, when this game first came out, people were saying that, like, okay, the des- Melania's design is almost broken, and that, like, it's almost unreactable and stuff. And I think this guy just proved all of that wrong, right, just by virtue of existing. Like, like yeah, it's very, very difficult, but it can be done. Um, His first try took him 242 tries, though. Oh, yeah, wow. I believe that, yeah. Yeah. He 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 put, he put in the work. Godhood. He yeah, put two hundred hours into just fighting one boss, over and over yeah, again it, until he. I also it. love like the Reddit community just treats him as some sort. They really do treat him like a Giga Chad oh, God he, type character. Is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely is. Yeah, he he deserves that kind of treatment. Like I can't even imagine. There's never been doing what he's doing. Yeah, like it's one thing to do it yourself, but if helping other people, the boss gets more health, right? And if you're helping two other people, the boss's health is doubled. And like he can do that. The weird thing is, I don't, I don't get how he gets summoned, because I would never summon. Let me solo her, like, or I would never let him solo her, because like, well, he said in interviews, right? Like, if people jump into fight, he doesn't mind, right? Like, okay, all yeah. sorts of imposters have cropped up, and like, I just don't get why you would like let someone beat Millennia for you, because you only get to do that fight once, and uh, oh, you know, once well, sometimes. In a you I mean, yeah, man, some people just want to get. Get, you just want to get yeah. It some done. people just want to take her down at yeah, that point. Yeah, you don't, you don't even get anything that good for it. I don't think. I think you it's, get, you get swords and stuff. You get four hundred eighty thousand souls, which is oh, a lot. Okay, yeah, that, that's but, actually a lot. <laughs> I, I, I personally prefer the antihero. Let her solo me. He exists. Let her solo me. That's awesome. <laughs> just show up and die. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he does. But what yeah, shout out to that guy. He's a true uh, legend among us. But yeah, why don't you round us off, Mike? So, 
and a complete in a complete 360 uh the game is not about planes and it is not about submarines it's squad so it's about it's about warfare and let okay me tell i mean that you, still checks out it still checks out it's it's like a good arma, honestly. I really do enjoy playing squad and really getting into into probably the most terrifying situations I've ever been into in a game. Really? So what's <laughs> yeah. the, what's the game like? Um, it's it's a modern military shooter, more focused on realism and being immersive than well, it's still fun, but there's a big focus on immersion. So getting shot is painful, but you can get revived sometimes is it like that uh gosh i'm trying to remember the name like that that hyper realistic world war ii shooter that came out recently uh the super violent one hell let loose hell let loose yeah yeah i played it's it's very it's like a modern hell let loose but less less gore there's a lot less uh body parts flying around i haven't had any moments in squad where i walk into a building as a medic and watch a chunk of a player fall down in front of me unfortunately yeah i mean like i i get like capturing the brutality of war and all but like that's just like oh no that, one, that know, was man. like part it's of like kind of gratuitous that was wholly necessary like he got hit by an artillery like yeah he didn't just get shot he got like bitsed which doesn't happen as much in squad because there's not a lot of artillery options instead you get the pleasure of being an insurgent and walking around a corner and seeing an abram staring you down Equally terrifying, but in different ways. <laughs> like, I can't explain it because I've already explained most of why I like the, these kinds of games in previous podcasts, but I keep coming back. It's that camaraderie, too. It's heavily team-oriented, so you actually have to talk to people. Yeah, it's I don't know. Like, I feel like these these games that, like, like in opposition to something like Call of Duty or Battlefield, these games that mandate communication oh, yeah. because it's hyper-realistic and you die in, like, a couple bullet shots, like Hell Let Loose and now this game and Rainbow Six and stuff like that. I don't know. They, they I, definitely... They, they appeal to me more than the common shooter where communication is not necessary and you just kind of run and gun. Because here, sure, you can run and gun, but it's not optimal and you're probably going to get blasted by a tank somewhere. Plus, I feel like, I don't know, like, obviously, uh, controlling would be a concern, but I feel like the kinds of people that would even play this these kind of, like, hyper-tactical FPSs probably uh, aren't yeah. there to troll. They're probably actually there to play. Yeah, the fact that it's, like, a niche game gets rid of a lot of the bad actors in a community. Mm -hmm. Generally, you'll still have your weird ones, but the community will usually weed those out anyway. Like, I've encountered just a lot of people that are just there to chill and shoot people <laughs> like that's literally <laughs> their whole goal like i've had i've said some interesting moments where we're just we're waiting for a game to start we're just making weird noises like that's it that's the that's the summary i've walked up to a car and heard bizarre noises coming out of it some dude sniffing like you just get those weird little moments in the middle of a game that is inherently brutal and that's kind of yeah. why i like them I feel like there's another game. I started playing S Stalker. Uh, Shadows of Chernobyl. I, I started playing it on stream, and then I quickly realized this is a game I'm going to have to play off of stream. Because Why I'm going to want to I'm gonna want to explore literally everything. Oh, okay. And it's going to be a long one. It's, it's enjoyable. I, I only played, I think, about 48 minutes of it. 
and have been just kind of lost. But it's definitely it's it still kind of holds up even if it's a game that released in uh when did it release? 2007. It still holds up. Still very atmospheric, still very creepy. So this is another FPS? Yeah. yeah. It's it's old. But it it's it's neat. Here's thrown in the middle of Ukraine where weird stuff's happening in Chernobyl. <laughs> and your goal is to just survive. Or not to survive, that's mods, but to I guess figure out who you're sent to kill. You're you spawn with a PDA that says kill Straylock. You don't know who that is. You don't know where he is. And all you have is a shopkeeper telling you in a very thick accent to help me and I might be able to help you find Straylock. Sounds like a good premise. Yeah. That's, and it being weird, there's like these bizarre inhuman ab- abominations that roam the wastes of Chernobyl. Like there's a pig that kind of has like a man face. I think, and I I don't want to face them. Pig monster scary. <laughs> Pig face man. I can't wait till I get to the actual like human abominations. And plays good. The game will can and will hurt you viscerally. Other than that, I don't have much to say about it because I haven't played a lot of it. Yeah, I do find your comment interesting that you you enjoy it so much that you don't want to play it on stream. That's. I, I, I think I get that, right? Because like when you're lost. on stream, you kind of have to like, you're doing I, it not just for yourself, but for other people, right? Yeah, I have to, on stream, I play games that I can just comment over and not get lost in. Like I I think I've now almost 100% at Ace Combat 7, just on yeah. stream. Because <laughs> I beat my Ace playthrough, and now I have to play through on easy and do all like the side stuff and S rank the entire game. Right. But... Games that I can get lost in, I don't tend to play on stream a lot. Like The Witcher, I didn't play on stream. I played through all 100 hours of that and still not done with it off stream. Yeah, I feel like if I ever... I I feel the same way. I feel like if I ever streamed a game, it would have to be something that I wouldn't... You know, it it would have to be something like I wouldn't want to, like, sink my teeth into. Something I can just... Play automatically. I like to stream roguelikes. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm when Rogue I'm like are good. Yeah. consuming gaming content, I really don't like to watch. Well, I do and don't like to watch content where people just kind of root around in the same room for for hours. Yeah, like that's inherently boring. But that's what I like to do in games, so I really can't stream those kinds of games because I know it's just boring to watch a guy dig around for every little detail in a room. So I kind of have to avoid that. Yeah. Like in like I could stream an Elder Scrolls game because inherently I've already done all that rooting around and I know what to do. But on a game I've never played before, no. Can't do it. Yeah, you wanna you wanna savor that for yourself. Yeah. Now will I do another playthrough on stream? Probably. <laughs> Once I understand the game and might mod it, but who knows? Alright, I think that is gonna do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. You can follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, etc. Click the link in the description of our podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thank you, Connor, Mike, and Ranga for coming on. Yep, see you guys next week. Thanks for having me. Yep, see you next time. Bye.